Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die and Combat, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. So it's time to fucking get the wax out of your fucking ears. That's right, we say fuck a lot. Right here on the Rock and Metal Combat fucking podcast. Hey, you crazy bastards. It's me, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die and Combat. And also, I'm here with uh, Ian Wadley. You can, you know he's here when you hear the beer cracking. You know, That's right. You know that his brain is wagging because he is like tremendously drunk. And this is, I think, going to be a very brutal episode. Because uh, this time we're going to talk about Chinese democracy. And, yeah. uh, you know, one of us hates it and one of us loves it. And uh, we're going to go back and forth on this. And I might as well, you know, fuck the teaser shit. I'll just say it is. I love the album. Ian hates it. And I'm ready to go to battle with this drunk bastard. I'm sober and I'm ready to fucking pimp slap him fucking Alcoholics Anonymous style. You ready, boy? Uh, as you want, I won't fucking remember. That's true. And, uh, but, as always, before we get into the show, I give Ian that one little job he's got to do. I tell him, Ian, go out there and fetch on Blabbermouth and get me a story so me and you can discuss it. And, uh, what do you got for me this week, Ian? What's the current event of this week? Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's been a slow news week, and we are recording this episode a little bit early. But something that just turns my fucking stomach. I don't even know why I fucking care. But they just announced uh, the finals for who's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, so these are these are inducted people or people they're considered? No, 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 no. This this is it. Out of the people who were considered, this is the final. This is who's going in for oh. 2015. Okay, great. You know what? I have not kept up with this. This is all news to me. You did mention to me this a little earlier, and I said, do not tell me who's getting inducted. I want you to tell me during the show. So let's hear it. Uh, And I hope, I pray that it's nobody I like, because if it's somebody I like, unlike all you fucking listeners out there, which, by the way, I love that you're listening, but, man, most of you really care if a good band you love gets in this piece of shit place. Not me, man. I want to hear crappy bands, Ian. Please, tell me. Deep Purple did not get inducted. Please tell me this. Deep Purple did not get inducted. Yes! Again. Yes! I love that. Get Bon again. Scott out of there. All right, so who, tell me tell me the list, okay? I'm, I'm prepared for the worst, okay. but I'm sure there'll be crap that's not rock and roll, as now, always. Now, now, what they do is uh, there's, like, two inductees that are, like, honorary or special like honorable mention type fucking shit and then you got five like true inductees uh going in at as for like an influence kind of award some fucking horse shit is Ringo Starr Ringo yeah Yeah. I mean I I love Ringo and all but you know and it's not even it's not as a solo artist like I said it's some kind of weird subgenre fucking influence fucking award and then you have somebody I've never heard of, uh, but the, the, they could be incredible. Uh, the Five Royals. No, nah, I never heard of them. And just looking at the picture, it looks kind of like a Motown like 
60s type group, uh, you know, hey, maybe they were uh, kind of influ- influential. I don't know. Yeah, they influenced, uh, they influenced people that died in like 73. <laughs> All right, but here, here is the five. This is the one that they deem. These are the five motherfuckers that, uh, you know, this is what it's all about. And that is the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Huh? Uh, actually, I, I like the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Can you name me a song? I don't even know. Uh, no. No. I, I know I've heard some that I dig it. And uh, I know they were big to the scene, but uh, it's, eh. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, they, they were they, they were very they were very influential. I heard they had riffs like "Smoke on the Water" that made people yeah. pick up the guitar. Go ahead, who else? Exactly, uh, Bill Withers. Bill Weathers. Yes. Who the fuck's that? You don't know Bill Withers? Fuck uh, no! Uh, Was he a weatherman. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! I'm having a fucking brain fart. I'm drunk. Bill Withers got a lot of good songs. Uh, soul singer. Um, uh, uh, I'm having a brain fart. He's got a lot of good songs, but anyway, yeah, he uh, should be Steve in the Ray... Rock and Soul Hall of Fame. No, don't let me get me started. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, Steve Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm okay with that because I, I kind of, you know, I'm not a big fan of Steve Ray Vaughan, even though I really do love his version of Little Wing. That was kind of like an instrumental, and he was really good. I'm not gonna lie, the guy was a great guitar player, but eh, it's not something I would get upset about. For inducting him, so I guess, I guess right. that's borderline. That's okay. He can go in. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I said big five. It's big six. Uh, next one going in is somebody uh, who I do love, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I like her too. She shouldn't go in. Love Joan Jett. Just saw Joan Jett a couple months ago. But you and... know, but you know, look, look. Here's my thing. Again, I'm going to talk about why it's wrong to get. You know, for for them to induct. Somebody like Joan Jett. I mean, Joan Jett was, you know, what was her last hit? I Hate Myself for Loving You? Was pre- Well, like, yeah, if you go by the charts. Yeah, yeah but, but really, I mean, Joan Jett is, I mean, of course, don't get me wrong. She should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a legitimate Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a real, a real one. I would put her in there. She would be somebody that has influence. A bunch of chicks to pick up the guitar. A bunch of chicks to eat pussy. She was very, very influential. But my point is, if you're really going to be this snobby with your stupid Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shit, why are you inducting people that like pretty much stopped having hits 30 years ago? Tell me, Ian, why? Because ah, it's <coughs> fucking Jan Winter and his fucking Rolling Stone fucking bitches. Because trust me, it, it's going to get even more. Now it's really going to start pissing you off. And the next one is somebody who I truly, truly love. Uh-oh. Uh, but I got a feeling you probably hate. Okay, then and, I'm okay with them being in there. he's already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <coughs> he's in? He Lou, got inducted is, twice? Yes, Lou Reed. Lou Reed is inducted. Ugh. Oh, fuck and, that guy. And he's he's already in as a member of the Velvet Underground. And fuck he's going the Velvet in as a Underground. Solo Seriously, fuck all that shit. I've heard it. That shit's garbage, man. Uh, I I disagree. I'm a I'm a huge Lou Reed fan. Hey, babe. Uh, Take a walk on the rock. And the color girl say boop, she doop, she doop, boop, boop. What the fuck is that? I like Lou Reed. 
But here's the one that... Yeah, and you really, like, you like I, the alcohol. I, Go ahead. This is the one I think is really going to piss us both off tremendously. Right. Probably I know you don't give a fuck, and now I don't give a fuck anymore. Green Day. <laughs> Green Day <laughs> is, is going in Green, before Green Day. Purple, All right. before Boston, Journey, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, a million other rock bands. But I, I mean, seriously, I mean, this is coming from an institution that put in that uh, woman beater fucking Jackson Brown. I mean, how many people picked up a guitar because of Jackson Brown? But he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and fucking Deep Purple isn't. But I mean, Green Day? And I read an article where, like, well, they inspired a bunch of uh, pop punk bands. Fuck, they ought to be kept out just for fucking that. Pop punk goes all against punk. Yeah, punk no. should never be pop. You're wrong. They should be no. in there. 100% they should be inducted to that craptacular Hall of Fame. This is what they should do. They should induct Green Day and bring out Black Sabbath. Induct uh, Paul Butterfield and his blues band and take out Bon Scott. You know, they should bring one in and take one out, okay? Get Hendrix out of there. Shit, even Ringo shouldn't be in there, okay? I am disgusted once again that these fucking elitist craptacular people that inducted KISS, by the way, because of pressure. I mean, who the fuck have influenced more people than KISS and the Beatles? Seriously. Yeah, you're... Jackson no, no, Brown? You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Paul Butterfield? And, uh, well, well, here's another thing. You've got fucking, you know, Grandmaster Flash is in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's my point. Grand, look. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but fucking Wailing Jennings isn't. You know why? Because Wailing Jennings is a fucking country artist, and Grandmaster Flash is a rap artist. If you want to have a fucking rap Hall of Fame, fucking great. They should. They, I'm sure Johnny Cash is in there, right? He has to be. Uh, it probably, but you don't. You don't. This is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay, I know. Madonna is it, in there. Well, well, here, here's the thing. It's like they'll put in all these rap bands, and I'm not. I'm not just picking on rap, but I'm saying they put them in because they get pressure you're racist if you don't have rap people in there but you know what you don't have country people in there for a reason it's different genres of music you know do you have duke ellington in there no because it's jazz okay put him in the jazz hall of fame this is rock and fucking roll not soul yeah yeah and and it's it's a fucking it's it's to well, I can almost see soul because I mean I I think that has a closer allegiance to rock and roll. I mean, no, rock no, and roll no, I disagree. Look, look, look. Okay, yeah, I can understand how your 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 point of how soul can be somewhat rock and roll. Yeah, I can see how get it. Hey, man, Deep Purple is not in there. Deep Purple, man. We're talking about Judas Priest, man. I mean, come on. That's rock and roll, heavy metal, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh. That comes way closer than soul. No, 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 no. No, I, I, I agree, but what, what I'm getting at is you, you can't go by color because, you know, motherfuck Elvis fucking Presley. Rock and roll was invented by Chuck Berry and Little Richard and fucking Carl Perkins and shit like that. You know, so I can see that 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 is the basis of all rock and roll is some goddamn fucking Chuck Berry riffs, you know. But uh, 
you know, putting all this other shit in there and then excluding fucking heavy metal because Rolling Stone has never liked fucking heavy metal. It, you know, and I can't believe now that Jan Winter has come out as, as, as a homosexual, you think he'd put Judas Priest in just to make it politically correct, but no. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, he came out a couple years ago. Wow. Well, you know, my point is, is that, um, look, Rolling Stone magazine is up Metallica's asshole. Deep in that asshole. Never were they... You know why? Because they sold fucking records. That is the only reason why. That's right. The only reason why. That's why Slayer's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But they yeah. they were around just as long and just as influential and has like a rabid, maybe even a more rabid fan base than Metallica. Metallica has a bigger fan base, but Slayer has a more rabid fan base. Yeah, yeah, because you've never heard anybody, you never heard anybody whisper, "Fucking Slayer." No, it's not. fucking Slayer. You know yeah, that. Pantera Slayer should be in the goddamn Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Pantera. You're goddamn right. And, and, Judas and, and, Priest. And there's many, many others. Uriah Heep. I mean, there's a lot of other, you know, you know, a lot of other bands that came before that should be in there. Blue Oyster Cult. You know, all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah. And Blue Oyster you know Cult. I, I, that's another one. Blue Oyster Cult. I mean, that's a band that, that sold out arenas back in the day. You know, no different than Joan Jett, but Joan Jett is playing clubs now, like Blue Oyster Cult, but they don't get the same fucking recognition. And I'm sorry, Blue Oyster Cult should be in there before Joan Jett. Period. Well, well, yeah, I mean, because of age and how, how long they've been doing it. And hits. They've Jett had more hits. Joan Jett, because she's a woman. You know? And are, the runaways in, are, the runaways, are the runaways in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't believe so. Disgusting, man. You're going to put Joan Jett before the runaways? Joan Jett like, sold more records than the runaways. It's like putting the chicken in there before the egg. Let me tell you something. Yeah. This Rock and Roll Hall of Fame bullshit that I, you know, that I've been, I've given up on. My whole point is not them. I've given up on them. Whatever. My point is the people out there that are so upset over bands that aren't in there and how they should be in there. Uh, I remember when Rush wasn't in there and Kiss wasn't in there. Everybody was pulling their hair out. They should be in there. But yet, you want Rush and and fucking. Kiss and all these bands to be in there where they inducted Grandmaster Flash, Madonna, and don't get me wrong, I love ABBA, but ABBA doesn't belong to be in there either. You know, it's Donna Summer was in there, I believe. Yes, yes, she's in there. Come on! I think what it is, is there's a certain part, you know, like, if you're a metal fan, you've always been on the outside. It's always been the bad kids' fucking music. And I think there's a lot of fans that just want, hey, you know, acknowledge us, you know, we want to be respected, but you know what, fuck it, fuck you and no, fuck your club, that's... I don't give I don't give a fuck anymore, fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, fuck Rolling Stone, it ain't nothing but a bunch of Benetton ads, suck my fucking dick, fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's what uh, everybody should do. See, if everybody yeah. would just shut their bitching fucking mouth about it, right. probably your stupid fucking favorite bands will get in there, but since you're a bunch of little bitches crying over this fucking elitist club that fucking is bullshit and you should be more pissed off having Black Sabbath in there than out honestly you're a bitch everybody out there you're a fucking sheep that you're gonna fucking care what these elitist assholes that look down on you 
been looking down on our music for over 40 years and you want their acceptance? You're pissed off because you don't get their acceptance? You all should be a fucking shame to yourself. Yes, let Green Day in there and Pat Butterball or whatever the fuck. Let them all in there and get everybody out there. Get Hendrix out. Get Bon, bon Scott is the biggest blasphemy in there because that guy was rock and roll. That guy will fucking breathe, live, breathe, and die rock and roll. And for and, him and, to be in there is a fucking disgrace. And I'll t- tell you what, the most rock and roll and the best thing ever was the Sex Pistols. Time to shove it up your fucking ass. We don't want your fucking shit. Go fuck yourself. You and uh, and Axl Rose, by the way. Yeah. And I think the best thing you can do is with anything, with anything like this related, vote with your fucking wallet. Don't go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't give them your fucking money. Don't talk about it. Well, I mean, shit, we're talking about it. No, but, but you, know, you know, no, no, but come on, because everybody's talking about it. But if everybody would just shut up, because we're not going to shut up about it, because everybody's going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I haven't been online in much today, but I'm sure a lot of people are bitching about Green Day, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, all of you are a fucking bunch of bitches, okay? You're little fucking weasel little bitches that care that Green Day's in there. You should rejoice and be happy that they put Green Day in there instead of Deep Purple, you bunch of bitches. I wouldn't mind smacking your mother in front of you. (laughs) Y'all disgust me. Seriously, you're not a fan of rock and roll if you care. If you fucking care if Deep Purple is not in there... You're not a fan of Deep Purple. You want to disgrace them. It's about time everybody just fucking stands the fuck up and say, Rock and Roll Hall of what? Or join me. Come on. We should all have a festival, raise money, get on a bus, go over there, and each of us defecate in front of the fucking door. And then write, you know, thrash or die with our feces on on the fucking wall. I'd love to go to jail for that. I did that once. Yeah, but you 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 wrote a John Beaver Brown tribute band. Yeah, well, nobody could read it anyway. It just looked like a bunch of shit. <laughs> I, 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 I made out Beaver. <laughs> and Brown, actually. <laughs> uh, anyway, is that enough? Because, you know, b- believe me, I'm going to yeah. bust a blood vessel talking about these jack-offs. Yeah, that, that's enough. Like I'd just like to say again, please uh, vote with your wallet. Do not support them. Do not go there to see their little fucking parade they put out. And also, Uh, you know, I want to say one thing, too. We all know that Rolling Stone magazine is a big part of this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And what a lot of you jackasses don't understand is that Rolling Stone magazine never gave one favorable review to Led Zeppelin, not one favorable review to Black Sabbath or Van Halen all in the 70s. They actually said Van Halen wasn't going to last more than three albums and called David Lee Roth an Ian Gillen clone. That's the people that you want acceptance from. Do you realize what a fucking idiot and how horrible your parents are at raising you, you fucking twat? On the other hand, I love our audience. How y'all doing? (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. I know there's a lot of people in our audience listening to going, hell yeah, Dr. Fuck, I don't give a fuck either. They are a bunch of twats. Uh, come on. You know that a majority of our audience don't give a fuck about the Rock and Roll thing. There's oh, yeah, no, no way. No, I, I, I saw it on the Facebook page today. A lot of people, uh, you know, up in arms, but for the right reasons. You know, they're just saying, hey, what a fucking piece of shit it is. 
and it's just insulting, so fuck it. See, that's I mean, fine. It's fine if they say what right. a piece of shit, but it's not fine when they say, why be purple in there? Shut up! Alright, so let's get back. Let's get, you know, enough of this crap. Let's go into the Guns N' Roses um, Chinese Democracy. Now, before I get into this, let me give, me, give you my little backstory on my discovering of Guns N' Roses and uh, what a fan I am on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, and, and then we'll have Ian take on Guns N' Roses. First time I ever heard of Guns N' Roses was in October of 1985. I was in California and I was at the Troubadour a Wednesday night, October 20-something, and I went up to the door guy and said, hey, who's playing tonight? And he said, Guns N' Roses. And I thought, what a weird name for a band. Now, this is two years prior to Appetite for Destruction. I walked in and I saw them. Uh, thought they were good. They, they didn't blow me away, but then they were good. They were hungry and Axel had the big hair and they were all right. The only thing, the only song I do remember them playing that night was Mama Kin from Aerosmith. But hey, they could have been playing, you know, Welcome to the Jungle and the rest of Appetite and I wouldn't have known it. But whatever. Then two years later, a friend of mine had the cassette. And this was like when it first came out. I was like, holy shit, I saw this band in California. And I, you know, I listened to the cassette. And I loved it a lot. I went out and bought the record. And I really loved that album a lot, you know. And I think it was like a good year, or maybe eight months or so, where MTV finally showed Welcome to the Jungle and it blew up so huge. And I was like, wow, you know. I didn't think this album was going to do anything, really. but And then they became the biggest band in the world. Now, my opinion on Guns N' Roses, the reason they became as huge as they are, of course, it's, you know, you have to thank Izzy and Axel for writing the songs. But you know what? You can write the best song in the world, but if it ain't performed right, it ain't going to do shit. So I, I equate all the success, Appetite for Destruction, lied on two members and two members only. And that is Duff McKagan and Steven Adler. If it wasn't, yeah, I mean it, Ian. If it wasn't for that rhythm section, that band would not have had that killer, sleazy groove that it does have. Because you, if you would have put Nikki Six and Tommy Lee playing those Ew. songs, it would have sucked. So I, 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 I say all the success on on uh, on that album was due to Duff and. And Stephen Adler, and of course, you got to give it up for the songwriters. You know, uh, I guess Axel Slash to some point, but Slash to me is the the most overrated guitar player ever. I think he's good, but he's not great. And I and as you can see, without Axel, he ain't shit. And uh, I know a lot of people say the same thing about Axel, but I beg to differ because I love Chinese Democracy. And then we go to the Lies EP, which I I dug it. You know, I dug the. The, the acoustic songs, they were cool, and the Live Like Suicide EP that was prior to Appetite, okay, live stuff. Then we come to the bloated Use Your Illusion with that drum machine called Matt Sorum that totally sucked the life out of what was Guns N' Roses, and if you listen to that album, the only song that really has that fucking great feel is Civil War because Steven Adler is playing the fucking drums on it. Yes, it does have some good songs on here and there, I do appreciate some of the songs, but as a whole, it's a bloated piece of crap that, you know, they should have condensed into one album. And uh, then it imploded. Yeah, you had your, you know, punk uh, the, the spaghetti thing. 
And then we go to Chinese democracy. Now, I will give you my opinion of Chinese democracy once we hear what Drunkie's opinion on Guns N' Roses is. Hello. Uh, man, god damn, did I fucking love Guns N' Roses. Um, first heard them, you know, had to be probably 87, heard Welcome to the Jungle, I'm like, wow, is this fucking cool. It was just, there's something dangerous about it. You know, and I was fucking, uh, shit, like 12, 13, you know, it's like, fuck, I like danger. I remember listening to, uh, Appetite, and I, I thought they had two singers, because the way Axel could change his voice, I thought it was like Kiss, I was like, who's the other guy singing? You know, I, I fucking loved it. And where, uh, you know, you say it's all about Duff and, and Steven Adler, which I fucking love both of them. I am a major major Izzy Stradlin nutswinger. And to me, uh, you know, when, when he left, you know, everything took a fucking shit. Including his uh, solo career. I love his solo album. I really do. I, uh, they bore me. Yeah? Well, I, I like him. It, it's stripped down from rock and roll, but I like stripped down rock and roll. I'm a huge fucking Stones fan. And it's very, uh, you know, Stones-esque, that kind of faces type of rock and roll that I fucking love. Yeah, I never, I never done that. I, I like the Stones, but you know, I'm not a, the hugest fan. I'm more of a Beatles guy. No, no, I, you know, I, I get that. I get that. And I love. Uh, okay, here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. You know, let's get this shit out of the way. The greatest band of all time is the Beatles. Yes. The greatest rock and roll band of all time is the Stones. I don't know about that. Well, I would course. have, to, I would have to say ACDC. Of course, because we argue. Uh, but you know, the the Stone. I mean, the Beatles transcend genres. I mean, they were just. I I, I think they're absolutely incredible. But you want to talk about dirty, nitty gritty uh, rock and roll? Yeah. I, I I love the fucking Stones. No, it's and not. It, the, but 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 if you want to talk about, there's no there's no ACDC without the fucking Stones. No, wrong man. There's no there's no Ch- uh, ACDC without Chuck Berry. Okay, they borrowed okay. nothing from the Stones. Nothing, nothing at all. They were, uh, if anything, their main influence was Little Richard. Look at those their covers. They never uh, I, they I, never I covered up swagger a, and everything. I mean, we, we agree to disagree, because we disagree all the fucking time. No, because, look, and Lemmy said it best. Rolling Stones are a bunch of rich boys from London, college boys, where the Beatles were from Liverpool. John was in a fucking gang. Lemmy saw him in the cavern, and John, he saw John jump off the stage and beat the living crap out of somebody that threw something at him. They were the ruffians, where the Stones were a bunch of preppy uh, schoolboys. Now, fucking ACDC had no teeth. Those guys were dirt poor. Bon Scott was like almost killed in motorcycle accidents. Went to jail for beating up a cop. That's how he wrote Jailbreak. Those guys fucking lived it. You want to talk rock and roll? I'll tell you two bands that are more rock and roll than the Stones will ever be. is ACDC and fucking Motorhead. Because those guys fucking live it. And fucking uh, Keith Richards right now is like laughing in a private jet. While Lemmy's like fucking some fucking 18 year old groupie in his fucking... Pack rat uh, apartment in Hollywood, California. That's rock and roll, buddy. Hey, all right. Listen, let it bleed and get back to me. I love the Stones. I love the Stones, but they don't live it like the real rock and rollers did. Even Ace Frehley's more rock and roll than Keith Richards. But let's let's get back to Guns N' Roses. That's Uh, why he did 2,000 Man Better. Go ahead. So, oh, God. That song can fucking suck it regardless of who did it. 
Um, but uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses, anyway. Appetite for Destruction. Legendary. Awesome. Love it. Hate fucking Paradise City. Always have, always will. Uh, and so sick and tired of fucking Swoopage out of mind. Other than that, fantastic fucking record. Stands the test of time. Love fucking lies. And I think lies is what laid the foundation where, wow, these motherfuckers could be the next Stones. It just had that great groove and showed something different. You know, this is before five-man acoustical jam and shit like that. I mean, it just showed, like, these guys are really fucking dirt, heroin rock, fucking real rock and roll. And then you said it right. We get to the bloated fucking, ooh, we want to be fucking Queen. Fuck Queen. Queen can suck a fucking dick. And I think that's the ruin of Guns N' Roses because fucking Axl Rose wants to be fucking Queen. But you get that over-bloated piece of shit fucking Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. Uh, there's some good songs there written by Izzy Stradlin. Uh, but still, like the production, even though it was Mike Klink again, uh, you know, you got all the background singers, the fucking keyboards and shit, and all this fucking shit. And the drum it's, machine. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Fuck Matt Sorum right up the fucking ass. That guy sucks. Uh, I, 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 tell, I tell you, I love Stephen Adler. I'm, I'm laughing, you know, you said about the Stephen. I love Stephen Adler, and I do think Stephen Adler was very important to that sound. Uh, it, it's kind of like the way, like there's a shitload of better drummers than Peter Chris, but I think Peter Chris was important. To original Kiss song. And in my opinion, the best drummer Kiss ever had. Um, yes. I mean, look, technically not, but he's the best fit. For those early Kiss albums, I'd rather be him than Eric Singer or Eric Carr. I'm sorry. Right, right. That no, swing I, was I, I, better I, I, for that music. And it, it's, it's like a fucking, uh, you know, a Tommy Ramone, a Marky Ramone kind of thing. It's not easy for, for Charlie Watts or Ringo it's not easy to sound that simple but anyway yeah uh, fucking fucking use your illusions is so fucking overblown and then god damn I, I don't know I didn't think you could get a worse record than fucking Spaghetti Incident because how do you do a super slick overproduced punk covers album I mean that is, what kind of fucking accent moron is that you might as well just call it fucking dookie you know yeah that was um, horrible yeah it was it was fucking horrible it, you know, it's so funny they did a cover of Big Dumb Sex by Soundgarden where the whole song is making fun of Guns N' Roses, you know, and that type of shit. Um, you know, and, oh, it's so fucking horrible. But they would get worse. And that is with this fucking album. But well, I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Because this shit right here, this shit right here is not fucking Guns N' Roses. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. At least Paul McCartney had the fucking balls to call it Wings. And not call it the fucking Beatles. And this son of a bitch calling this shit fucking Guns N' Roses. Give me a fucking break. As much of an egomaniac as he is, you'd think he would at least call it the Axl Rose experience. Because this shit is not Guns N' fucking Roses. It's Axl Rose fucking masturbating for fucking... Uh, damn near fucking 15 years uh, at Gavin Records expense. But you know what? You love it so we're going to let you yeah. start off with, okay. with the title track Chinese Democracy. Before I get into Chinese Democracy, believe it or not, Ian, I agree with you. This is okay. not this is not Guns N' Roses. Alright. They shouldn't have called it Guns N' Roses. It's just like that Motley Crue album, Karabi shouldn't have been called Motley Crue. That I agree well, I, with. I, I love that album. 
That's a great fucking album. Oh, I love this album. Okay. And man. it's called Guns N' Roses, just like that other album was called Motley Crue. Okay, buddy? All right? Good. I'm okay, ready to go to war with you because I know. I know you All got right. something. I know you got some bad right. shit to say. Anyway, so. Um, now, this album does have little uh, little uh, reminders of the bloated Chinese democracy. But, I mean, uh, uh, use your illusion. But the only thing is that when they do it on this album, they do it right. Okay, so now we're going to start with the title track, the first song on the album. It's a good opener, it, uh, you know, a uh, little weird Chinese talking, and then like when the song starts coming in, you hear Axel's scream coming in, and then it's just a good rocking tune, uh, blending the, uh, you know, the blending into the verses, it rules, man. I, I gotta say, it's not one of my favorite tracks, it's probably one of my least favorite tracks on the album, but it's an alright track. Holy shit! Holy shit! Yeah, right. it's an alright song. I don't hate right. it. But, right. you know, compared to some other songs on this album, it doesn't really compare to songs I'll mention later that I fucking love. What do you think of Chinese Democracy? Alright, alright. Well, first of all, I just want to say this shit is going to get ugly. And I love you, Ralph Barrett. You're my buddy. Yeah, I'll take a bullet for it. This shit's going to get fucking nasty. Yeah. But, uh, I think this is one of the four. And I will say this right now. Okay, there's 14 tracks. There's four that are worth this shit. This is fucking one of them. But I'm going to be fucking realistic here. There's a great song buried, buried fucking 20 feet deep under some horrible fucking production. If this was a stripped down fucking two guitar, bass, drum, and a singer song, this would be fucking amazing. There's way too much fucking computer fucking noise, overproduction, quadruple fucking vocals, but the song itself. You know, I heard a quote, they say, if it's a really good song, it can be played acoustic. Because regardless of all the other bullshit, a great song is a great song. I believe this is a great song. But man, it just, it's, it's shit on top of shit on top of shit on top of shit. But uh, it's one of the four songs I like. That ought to tell you how I feel about this fucking album. But uh, then we're going to go to something that's going to make this song sound even better, which is fucking, what's the name of this piece of shit? Shackler's, Shackler's Revenge. Shackler's Revenge. Jesus Christ. Should have been called Smack My Bitch Up Part 2. You know, this is, this is a bad Nine Inch Nails meets Marilyn Manson shit. And I like both of this those bands. But fucking, uh, you know, Axl Rose trying to do this shit. You know, I read some interviews with Slash where he's like, he goes, yeah, it was getting really fucked up. He goes, because all of a sudden, Axl wanted to be Nine Inch Nails. He wanted to be Jane's Addiction. He wanted to be all this shit instead of a, just a straight-up rock and roll band, which is what we are. And you can see it on this. And this shit is fucking horrible. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible techno fucking... It's... Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like electric music because they think it's soulless. But this is like commercial soulless music, which is even worse. It's fucking... Oh, God, this is a terrible song. Ralph, what you think? I'm going to have to agree with you, dude. Believe it or oh, not. Hey. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. I, I didn't think we were going to agree at all. <laughs> but uh, Shackler's Revenge is just way too industrial. Uh, but I will give it one part I really do like about that song. Is that middle section right before the guitar solo and the guitar solo? Bucket had fucking rules, and I love the little instrumental in the middle that with that, 
<coughs> that part. I mean, that's the only redeeming part of this song I do like, but Shackle Revenge as a whole, I was like, ah. you know, when this album came out, I listened to it a lot because I liked some songs so much that I figured, man, it took so long to make this album that they, these songs will grow on me. Well, it's been long enough, and I got to say, Shackle Revenge does have one part I like. That's why I won't say it's a, like a total waste of a song. There is two songs on this album that I think are worse. Okay, so don't think I'm like in love with every song on this album, which I'm not. But the rest I do love. What we're gonna go into now with the minus two, and starting with the one, the first song I truly love on the album is better. Now, uh, better has this is the thing that I find very odd about Chinese democracy and why I like it. It really does perplex me because I really hate hip hop beats. I hate that type of beat. And they and it's in better and it's in a couple other songs that has that hip hop beat and uh, I'm not into that but for some reason it works for a song like better and the thing that I love so much about better was this album came out I believe in 2009 or 10 right Ian 2008 2008 yeah okay all right all right 2008 anyway um I was seeing this chick in 2010 and. It was like one of the greatest relationships I ever had in my life. But she ended up being like the most, because she was gorgeous. I mean, this was one hot girl. And I hope you're listening to this, you cunt. And she was really beautiful. And like anybody, any guy that saw this girl would like, their jaws would drop. And especially because I was with her, they'd be like, how the fuck you get her? But I love this girl so much. And me and her did get along great. And we liked the same music. And we, you know, we were pretty much the same age, you know, we're in the same age range. And she was fucking awesome for like six months. But then when, then it started to get ugly. And then when it got really bad, she kind of like used me as in, you're going to do what I say. You're going to jump through my hoops because after all, I'm a hot piece of ass and you can't do better. But she didn't know that she was dealing with this fucking lunatic that'll dump your ass because I'm not going to fucking jump through anybody's hoops. I don't care how hot you are. And this song better. The lyrics speak volumes to me. If you listen to it, it's like it's like me saying it to her. And that's how Axel was is describing like a fucking bitch, you know? And that's why I really love better because it really hits home to me lyric-wise. And uh, it's a weird song, but I, I really do love it. And there is a video for it out there. I, it was on YouTube. I think they took it down where Lars Ulrich was actually in the video. Anyway, uh, what do you think of Better Ian? Well, you know, first of all, uh, you were talking about like the hip hop beats and everything. Uh, I, I want I want our listeners out there to know, in case you don't know, uh, this album was 14 tracks. There was tons and tons of tracks recorded for this. One featured a rap by Shaquille O'Neal. What? Yes. You can't make this shit up. Let that sink in a little bit. A song didn't make this album that featured a rap by Shaquille O'Neal. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, that being said, I fucking adore this fucking song. Awesome. Hey, I, before you say anything, and you know I love cutting you off. Yes, um, I know. You know that if Shaquille O'Neal, they would have released the track of Shaquille O'Neal, he'd be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 
Probably, probably. He would have went in. Definitely. Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I heard demos of this song that I liked better, that I thought was more raw and served the song better. Because, uh, uh, you know, uh, demos of this shit started leaking. I think I've got some good ones around 2005, maybe, 2006. And this was one of them. But I love this song. I love it lyrically. Uh, I love it song-wise. The solos, oh my god. Uh, Robin Finnick, who did play with, you know, he made his name with Nine Inch Nails, uh, was a very big part of this song. Amazing. Especially the second solo reminds me a lot of Buck Dharma from uh, Blue Oyster Cult. It's just, it's so clean and so beautiful. Uh, even though the, the, they, they fucking tacky it up for the fucking, for this record, you cannot deny this is a great written song. Musically and lyrically, this is one of the four people keep track. I like Chinese Democracy. I like Better. There's only fucking two others. But I fucking love Better. Uh, you know, I put this shit on my phone to listen to at work to get ready for this review. Only four of them survived. And of course, this is one of them. It's tied. Uh, th normally this would be my favorite track, but right now it's kind of tied for my favorite track. But I absolutely adore Better. Great fucking song. Uh, Ralph, you go into Street of Dreams. Alright, Street of Dreams was originally called Blues. First time I heard this song was um, I got a copy of the Rock and Rio performance. And out of all the songs that they played on there from Chinese Democracy, this was my favorite. And this was years before uh, it was released. But I really like the blues. It's kind of like November Rain without the repetitious, long, boring solo at the end. I love the vocals of the song. I love November Rain, by the way. I just think it, it was just a little too dragged out. But I, I, I like Street of Dreams even more. It's in the same vein. But... I, I really do like the, the vocals on this. I love, uh, I just love uh, Axel's melody. And, you know, I, I, I just, you know, say what you want about Axel, but it, it, I won't agree with it. I think the guy's a genius. I really do. And uh, I think he gets a lot of shit for being the brat he is. But, uh, and I'm not like the biggest Guns N' Roses fan because if I was, I'd be praising, you know, uh, uh, Use Your Illusion. And I'm not a fan of Estranged. You know, if you're a fucking Axel Snut Swinger, you have to love Estranged. I, I love Estranged. I love I, I, I can't get in. I think he sings good in it, but the song bores me. Just like a lot of bo uh, songs on uh, Use Your Illusion. I'm not a big fan of uh, Axel's past. I mean, you know, with the exception of, you know, Appetite and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm not one of these major Nut Swingers. But on this album, it made me realize that out of everybody in Guns N' Roses... This is the only guy that can actually deliver some quality music when the smoke is clear and everybody's gone because Slash can't do it. Adler can't do it. Duff can't do it. Um, Izzy can't do it. You know, I mean, in my opinion, I've heard all their solo solo stuff and I feel like Chinese democracy wipes the floor with all of them and Street of Dreams is a great example of Axel's genius and what... He could have done on Use Your Illusion, but he did it more better. He did it right on Chinese Democracy. What do you think of Street of Dreams? 
Uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the old 70s commercial where the Indian cries that single tear. Uh, because I this is one of the worst fucking songs <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, seriously, this is some Matchbox 20, uh, Wallflowers. Uh, this, it, it, it's a true piece of shit. I mean, this is truly a piece of shit song. I would, I would rather listen to, and I would get more out of, uh, you know, Air Supply, making love out of nothing at all, than this fucking turd. This Ian, you, you yeah. actually should stop while you're ahead. Keep saying it's shit, but don't start saying Air Supply's better, because it really just makes you look bad when you say shit like that. No, 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 no. That's, that's how bad this fucking song is. And I, I really, I, I almost, I'm... If I didn't know you better, I would think you were fucking with me. Because I honestly, I cannot believe that you would get this. This is a piece of shit. This is a horrible, horrible, overproduced. You, you, you know what's better than this? What's that fucking Steelheart song? That fucking Angelize. You know, that shit has more balls than this fucking commercial piece of crap. Jesus Christ, quit your fucking crying about Stephanie Seymour, you fucking half a sissy motherfucker. <laughs> this is a horrible, horrible, this might be, I don't know, because there's a lot of turds on this. This is a piece of fucking shit. And listening to this song, I get angry. I really <laughs> do. Like, like sometimes, like, like at work, you know, as much as I love metal, I have to listen to shit like the Beatles to keep calm. Because if I listen to Slayer, I get mad and I want to throw shit. This shit makes me want to do worse shit than that. This makes me want to fucking kill people. This is one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my fucking life. It, it truly, like my blood pressure is rising right now. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Street of Dreams, one of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard in my goddamn life. And I've heard music from the elders. Okay? <laughs> Okay, so I'm just throwing that out there, people. Jesus fucking Christ. Anything off of fucking Hot in the Shade is better than this fucking shit. Hey, let's Jesus. not get crazy here. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm okay. serious. You All know, right, so I, I'm upset you going to the next song. I, I'm very upset. Read, read My Body is better than Street of Dreams. Yes, yes. But you buy a fucking by a country mile. It's better than that piece of shit song. It has no redeeming value. It is, it, it, it is, oh my God, it, it's right up there with fucking Sammy Hagar and why 9-11 happened. It is fucking horrible. Everything bad in this world is because of Street of Dreams and Sammy Hagar. You go in the next song. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, let's not talk about it because I envision you going to McDonald's with a rifle. All right, uh, let's go to the next song. Um, if the World. Now, this song is my favorite song on the whole album. Uh, I don't know what you feel about it. You probably hate it, Ian. But I feel this is... This song is like... When I listen to If The World, I, I think to myself, no wonder it took them 100 years to make this album. Because songs this fucking killer, he can't just do it overnight. I love... I, I just love the way the, the sounds are in this. And uh, it's just perfect, man. It's my favorite song. The sounds just rule the 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 you know that whole the whole sound going on in the you know it has that kind of 70s like shaft type 
like music going on in the background and I really really adore If The World and uh, it is my favorite song off Chinese Democracy Ian uh, your favorite song of the album oh god fucking help you um, it's not a horrible song it's not a horrible song is it um, one of your top four no oh god no it's not in my top four but I do think there is a great song in here buried under this fucking trip hop fucking bullshit I mean what is this a fucking Portishead song for Christ's sake I'd rather hear Portishead than this shit uh, I gotta look I, into Portishead this is a song I do like you know I'm not gonna say this you know this, trust me this is this is way better than fucking uh, Street of Dreams for Christ's sake uh, but it's just like oh no man the fucking electronic fucking bullshit and stuff you know it's like you know, it's one thing if I'm listening to fucking Gary Newman or goddamn Nine Inch Nails, but I'm listening to fucking well, Axl Rose. Uh, you know, it's just like, eh, it doesn't fit, but it's a good song. He's just putting too much fucking icing on the cake when the shit tastes good just like it is. Stop fucking polishing this fucking turd and just fucking shit it out already. It's not horrible. But I, 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 I think the production and the music fucking, fucking kills it. Uh, but then we go into track number six, which is the longest track on the album. There was a time, or if you could put this together, twat. I love that. I love that. I think that's a, that's Guns N' Roses esque. Uh, this is one of the songs that I heard in the demo version. That was amazing, and this is one of the four. This is one of the four that I like. This, this, I think, is a good, you know, deserves the name Guns N' Roses. Uh, but, man, on this final album, they fucking just, you know, took the balls and fucking, you know, winged it right across the fucking studio into the fucking ocean. But, uh, once again, there's the genesis of a great song here. Great melody, great lyric song. Production fucking kills it. But then again... You've got fucking 17 fucking producers, 37 engineers, and fucking 325 fucking musicians on this album. That's why it fucking sounds like this. No band created this. And I'll tell you what, 15 fucking years, it didn't take that long to do Sgt. Pepper, you dumb motherfucker. It didn't take this long to do Pet Sounds, for Christ's sake. You're no fucking genius. You're just a fucking egomaniac fucking retard. But I do like his voice, you know? Uh, but anyway, eh, yeah, yeah, good song, just buried by fucking shit. What do you think? I think it's a great song, not buried by shit, actually. I think it's great as it is. has killer lyrics, I love the melody, it has hip-hop beats that I don't like, but somehow it works with this song. I think it's a beautiful song, and, uh, the acronym is about you, Ian. The next fucking song, <laughs> the next song is called Catchers in the Rye. Uh, which I don't know what the hell this is about. I don't know if it's about that book that guy wrote before he shot Lennon. I don't know. But I think it's a perfect mid-tempo ballad, beautiful structured. Uh, I think it's a great song. That's all I got to say about uh, Catcher in the Rye. Uh, you in? I'll I tell you what I think. I think you're going through fucking menopause. Uh, this shit is fucking terrible. This is borderline. Gin blossoms are fucking better than this shit. I'd rather hear Found Out About You 15 times in a row than hear this fucking overproduced fucking piece of shit. I mean, just, goddamn, can you do, like, this album is like 
fucking so many November rains. Only not as good as November rain. And I don't like fucking November rain. <laughs> fucking overproduced. Fucking horrible. Horrible. Goes into the next song. Scrape. What the fuck is this fucking bullshit? This fucking intro. Uh, it reminds me of that goddamn fucking shitty-ass fucking Queen song, Mustafa or whatever, you know, with the, that fucking horrible intro. Like I said, that is the sound of Americans dying. That is the sound of a plane going into the fucking Twin Towers. This shit is fucking horrible. This is a horrible fucking song. Like, like really, you mother, you fucking gingerhead cocksucker, you make me wait 15 years for this shit? Fuck you! Fuck you, Axl Rose! Goddamn! This song is fucking... This wouldn't even be a fucking Z-side, you fucking ginger fuck. God damn. Scrapped is a horrible piece of shit. Ralph, what do you think? I think the same thing, Ian. This is one of the songs right. on the album. I'm like, what the fuck's this garbage? Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I always hated this song. I tried to get into it. It's just a horrible, horrible song. I can't believe that. I actually was I had a feeling that you were gonna like this song because I hated. Oh, why? So much. Why would you say? I know because I hate it so much. I thought you. Every song I hate oh. a lot, you seem to love. So I'm kind of shocked you don't like this one. Yeah, we love better. Yeah, we we, love you know how bad a song is when we both agree it sucks. You <laughs> yeah, know that. You know yeah. that's bad. Yeah, but that's horrible. But <laughs> let's see. Let's see if uh, the next song we agree on. I, I have a feeling we won't. Because I think right. the next song is just as bad. I hate it. What's it called? Raid in, in your panties? I don't, I don't even know what the fuck. Double shot of fucking right. clunkers. I don't I, like this song. Fuck this song too. What, what's the name of this song, Ian? I, I, I practiced this. I've tried to. Riad and the Bedouins? What's that mean? Like, Is know. that the name of the planes that went into Twin Towers or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. Horrible, right. horrible song. Really? I hate it. I hate it as much as Scraped. Is, is that all you got? That's all I got. I didn't want to analyze it too much okay. how I hate it. This but these tied. two songs. This is tied with my favorite song on I the knew album. It. I knew we couldn't be too eye to eye on this shit. I, this is the one like Better was my favorite. And this, I think... I don't know what the fuck is it. First of all, I'm going to say this. This is not sound. You got your finger in your nose. I saw that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is tied with better is my favorite song. Uh, and even listen to it right before we did this shit. I had to listen to this song again to try to put a smile on my fucking face. Cause I was so fucking upset. Uh, I don't know what it is. This does not sound like Guns N' Roses, but I think every fucking thing on this song works. I love everything about this fucking... I'll tell you what, this is uh, this is to me what Street of Dreams is to you, and uh, you are the, the yang to my yang, I guess. I don't well, know. I wouldn't put I, Street of Dreams as one of my favorites, but I love the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't backtrack now. I, I didn't say it was one of my favorites, but I love it. I do love Street, Street of Dreams. <laughs> I ain't trying. Right. Hey man, I ain't trying to look good to you, pal. What? What? What the <laughs> fuck is it? Opposite day or something? Come on. All right, you done? You done? You, you done lathering the ass of this shitty song? Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I do. I do love this song. So 
You go into sorry. All right, sorry. <laughs> my second favorite song on the album. Well, probably, oh my god! All right, tied, tied for my second right. favorite. My favorite being uh, in the world. Then, uh, sorry. See, to me, sorry is an awesome song. The same way I love the lyrics to better. It's it's about the same fucking bitch. It's you know it's like when the smoke is clear, you realize what a mistake it was being with a cunt. And let me tell you something. There's no line better in any song in the history of music that nails it perfectly. And Axel said it perfectly with this line in the song that describes this girl and everybody out there. I'm sure, be it a girl or a guy, even though our audience is a sausage factory. But I got to tell you, you all know girls that have fucked you over so much. And then after they fucked you over, they run around saying lies about you. Now, Axel says it perfectly with the line, It's harder to live with the truth about you than to live with the lies about me. Perfectly said. I love the hell out of this song. Sorry. And it also, it's, when it gets heavy, it kind of reminds me a little bit like of the the dark Pink Floyd, the wall type, you know. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. <laughs> it does remind me of the wall, like da na na na, kind of like you know, uh, in the flesh, you know. It has that vibe to me. It really captures it perfectly. Sorry, damn, fuck yeah, standout track on this fucking album. So speaking of sorry, let's go to Ian. Oh yeah, Th- this song reminds me of fucking Pink Floyd because it reminds me of Terrence, and it champs my fucking ass. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, this is the point. Now it starts to make a little bit more sense to me. Now I get why why you forgive this fucking shit. is because you acquaint this to, to a relationship that meant a lot to you that went bad. Because this whole fucking album is him crying about fucking Stephanie Seymour. And that's that's what really fucking changed me. Like, where's the goddamn fucking songs? Where's the goddamn drumming songs? It's a bunch of wah, 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 fucking <laughs> shit. This song, quit fucking crying already, Axel. I'm surprised Tommy Hilfiger didn't beat your fucking ass, you fucking cry baby. Wah, wah. Let's put some more keyboards on it to, uh, to get my emotions across. <laughs> oh, fucking wah, wah, wah. Fucking no fucking ball. You know, Jesus, I think I can beat this shit out of fucking Axl Rose. And it's not because I'm fucking some Chuck Norris. It's because I have the anger of having to listen to this fucking album. Gives me enough strength to do some fucking uh, Street Fighter kill mode hit to Axl Rose for listening to this shit. Quit your fucking crying. Wipe your fucking tears. Wipe your fucking ass. Go do some goddamn drugs and write a fucking rock and roll song. Jesus fucking Christ. But it leads into track number 11, <laughs> which is which is IRS. And man, here's, here's the last one of the four. I love IRS. This motherfucker, this sounds like Guns N' Roses. I... Better call the IRS. Better get the FBI. I mean, this has got like a fucking groove to it. I'm like, okay, this is fucking more like it. Somebody else must have wrote this fucking shit because it's good. This is a great fucking song. I love IRS. The demo version that I have, 
once again a thousand times better because it sounds like it was played by a band and not a fucking Commodore 64, which the rest of this fucking album sounds like. Like it got PlayStation. That's what this whole album sounds like. PlayStation. You know? <laughs> fucking horrible. Horrible. God, it's, it's like you want to be fucking Trent Reznor so fucking bad, but you're not. Just be fucking Axl Rose, motherfucker. Get, get some guitar players. You know? God, this shit sounds like a fucking, you know, a Cuisinart and a fucking speaking spot. You know, put it together in a goddamn blender. Jesus fucking Christ. But I Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Rob? I love how you get all pissed off at songs you even like. Anyway. Yeah, I, 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 that's, oh, my God. I'm enjoying this, this episode album, a lot. This album took years off my life. Hey, hey, Ian, years off my life. Ian, be happy that you are part of the majority, okay? There's like most people hate this fucking album. It's only a few retards like me that like it, right? Uh, IRS, yeah. I, I know, I, I know, but but goddamn it, I love you, and I respect your opinion. You know, kind of most. It, it it hurts my heart that you give this shit a pass. It really does. Yeah, it but really when does. but when you sober up, you won't care. You're just drunk now, dude. Your 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 emotions are all fucking in shambles because you're 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 drunk off your ass. Oh, if my emotions were in shambles, I'd listen to fucking sorry. That's right. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I hate this goddamn slayer. Oh, goddamn slayer. Fuck. Hey, goddamn it. Right, I'm um, sorry, what did you think about what do you think about IRS? Uh, IRS is a great song. I love it. I think it's a killer song. Oh, cool. Starts off mellow. Then I love the, the Axel rant. When he gets into that little rant mode and he's just like, gotta get the FBI. I just love yeah. that shit. Awesome that shit. I like that. I like pure, that. Pure Axel. Then we go to the next song, Mazdakar. Now, this Bad is... Madagascar. Oh, whatever it's called. Alright, this song was the song that I think Axel stood behind the most because it was the one song he played on the VMAs when he first made his comeback. And uh, it was the first song I heard, I think. Um, and, um, you know, it's the first day of the album, and it's an okay song, but I don't think it stacks up to, like, other songs like Sorry. And um, I still think it's an okay song, but... I, I would put so many other songs above this one. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's an all right song. I would give it a, a scale of one to five. I'd give it like a, a six and a half. How about you? Ian? Um, there's certain there's certain songs I'd put above this. Uh, uh, like get in the ring. Jesus Christ, this is a fucking horrible. Oh, get in the song. ring. Get in the ring. Now that was pathetic. Oh 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 yeah. It's. So is this fucking song? Jesus no, Christ. no, okay, it's me, not. Me, no, it's let not. Me my, let me see my notes for this, okay? Hold <laughs> on, I'm referring to yeah. And this is something I wrote weeks ago. And this is why I'm even more pissed, you know, because our listeners don't know this. We were originally supposed to do this a couple weeks ago. And it didn't happen. And I listened to this fucking album again. And then I had to do it again today. You know, just to keep shit fresh. I gotta keep it fresh. My notes, Civil War Part 2, f- fucking pathetic. And I stand by that. This song is fucking pathetic. It wants to be fucking estranged and fucking common Civil War so bad, 
but it is nowhere near that fucking shit. This is a horrible, 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 horrible fucking song. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right, you talk about the next one, Ralph. Uh, this I Love. This I Love is uh, tied for my second favorite uh, song on the album with uh, Sorry. <clears throat> Jesus it's, fucking Christ! Go ahead. It's a positive love song, and um, it's about, you know, having a great girlfriend that has pure love and, uh, uh, you know, unconditional love. That, you know, I actually have a girlfriend like that, and... Uh, I'll say it with pride. I have no shame. You know, people like me who wear their heart on their sleeves fuck better, and we have bigger penises, and we fuck longer. And uh, people that like This Is Love know how to fuck and know how to fucking make a girl come with ease and doesn't have uh, penis envy. What do you think of This Is Love? Uh, well, I, I tell you what, you know, God damn it, if I really hate somebody, I, I could come even quicker and make it fucking less miserable. This song is fucking even worse than the last fucking song. He's Here's got a small notes. penis. Oh, my God. Jesus. Well, no, I, I like chicks with big vaginas. But, uh, no, my notes are even worse. Phantom of the Opera meets Barbra Streisand. This <laughs> shit is fucking horrible. Yeah, this shit sounds like Babs right up there with the way we were. And this is fucking horrible. I mean, you are a major recording artist. You waited 15 years to release this fucking piece of shit. Jesus fucking... I'll tell you what right now. And this pains me. This pains me. Van Hagar is better than... No, fuck. Oh, you are really drunk. No, 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 no. That's how horrible this shit is. I swear to God. I swear to God. Van Hagar has more balls than the fucking sappy-ass crying wham-wham shit on fucking no. Chinese democracy. Oh, and side... and that, that, that kills me. That kills me. Because you know I hate that motherfucker, Sammy Hagar. I hate him for ruining my goddamn favorite band. But you know what? Fucking Dreams is a better song than this fucking shit. This is fucking <laughs> bottom-of-the-barrel bullshit. And goddamn it, Ralph, I'm going to make you re- review an album that you fucking hate. I know you're like, I don't want to do any albums I don't like. You're going to do an album you don't fucking like because I listen to this fucking steaming pile of shit. This is fucking horrible. But what do you think of the last song, Prostitute? Prostitute. Many love this song. I like it quite a bit myself, but not as much as everyone else. Hey, hey, let me finish there. I don't love it as much as everyone else. Uh, It's not a bad way to end this awesome album that was worth the wait for me. Uh, because after all, I'm not like Ian. I'm not like this. Obviously, he's like very upset that Axl Rose, because he must, you know, secretly he's a huge, huge Axl Rose fan, and he's really pissed off that Axl Rose did an album like this and ruined it. And he's not running around going and and having like you know, slash do little sloppy solos. You know that that's okay with Ian. Well, you see, when, when Axel like, ventures off and other shit, and, and one thing I will say, you know, Axel Rose did this album his way. It wasn't, he wasn't chasing the times, other than Shackler's Revenge. I don't hear anything on this album that's pretty much uh, him copying any other band. Um, Prostitute, I know, man, a lot of people point as this is the best song. I don't, but I think it's a good song, and it's, you know, it's a fine way to end this album that 
as I said before, was well worth the wait for me because I wasn't like this big Guns N' Roses fan shopping on the bit saying, where's the album? I was like, whenever it's out, it's out, whatever. It came out. I didn't run out and buy it and listen to it when it first came out. That's how much I didn't think it was going to be any good at all. It wasn't until it was that year. I know it was a year or two before. Uh, I, I did hear it like soon after it was released from a friend. And I listened to it, and I was like, on first listen, I was like, I, you know, I mean, it was a situation where, you know, it was a party thing. I wasn't really paying close attention, but I did ask if I can burn it at the house, and I burned it on a CDR, and I lived with it in my car, and I really was pleasantly surprised, and I thought to myself, man, he did it. He actually did it. Like, all this, you know, I I'm, know I'm, the album didn't perform well. Axel didn't do no press for it. It flopped. I mean, I think it went platinum, but it didn't do no good. But musically, I feel like he hit a home run. What do you think of Prostitute? Same thing as I think of the fucking whole fucking album. Yeah, when I first heard it, I wanted to burn it too on a fucking Weber grill. This fucking piece of shit. (laughs) This is a piece of shit. Slash is... Gilby Clark's solo albums are better than this fucking shit. This is fucking, this is fucking horrible. 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 I'm very upset, and it sucks because I'm a happy drunk. I'm a happy drunk. God damn, I want to put my fist through a fucking wall just thinking about how horrible this fucking album is. I mean, this shit is really, really bad, and it saddens me. It did saddens me that you can, you can like some of this, and I, I, I don't know. No, don't Ian, know Ian, I don't I, like it. I love it. Oh, this I love. Oh, oh, God. God. I still think this is some cruel joke. You know, this is like, you know, you know, you're mad at me. You know, your mom's mad at me. My mom's mad at me. You know, this is how you get me back. This is just fucking, this is fucking awful, dude. This is awful. God, open up and say Oz a better fucking record than this. Jesus Christ. And I hate that fucking <laughs> God damn! I mean, this is really this is embarrassing, and it went it went platinum on release only be it went platinum the same way the Kiss solo album went platinum. It shipped platinum. Best Buy had the exclusive deal. Um, they you know, sure the dropped fight. the ball too. Oh oh oh! God. Yeah, I think it killed Best Buy. Best Buy used to be the place to fucking go until they signed on to this fucking smoking fucking turd. And now you can't even buy a CD at fucking Best Buy. Don't blame the fucking pirates downloading. Blame fucking Axl Roses. Weah! Weah! Fucking album. Jesus fucking Christ. This is, how far removed from Mr. Brownstone can you fucking get? Yeah, you know, Jesus you know, I, I forgot to mention, like, I did have a burned copy in my car. And I took a ride over to Best Buy and I bought it on CD. And then, oh, like, I bought it. I bought it at Best Buy. Yeah, I bought it myself. Fucking horrible. And then um, I went back to Best Buy like a couple weeks later, and I bought it on vinyl. Oh. Oh! Jesus Christ. Yeah, I have it on vinyl. I, I, I wish I would have bought it on fucking Amazon, because there have been customers who bought this also like a shotgun. I also this have it. Fucking... I also have Chinese democracy tattooed on my penis. You look at my penis, it just uh. says CH, but when it gets hard, it says Chinese democracy. Really? I thought I just said Little Wang. No, no, that's that's our last guest. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this concludes our m- most exciting, and I stand by all everything I said, Ian. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. 
hold on. I got I got something I'd like to say here. All right. Uh, I would like to give thanks to uh, all the people responsible for this. Uh, w. Axel Rose, Dizzy Reed, Tommy Stinson, Chris Pittman, Rich Fortas, Ron Bumblethrall, uh, Frank Ferrier, Buckethead, Robert Finnick, Paul Tobias, Brian Mattia, uh, Josh Freeze, Sebastian Bach, Peter Swidder, whatever the fuck, Susie, whatever the fuck, Patty Hood. Uh, here's a bunch of other fucking people. There's about 50 fucking producers, uh, 150 fucking engineers. What a fucking smoking turd. You all should be fucking held accountable for crimes against music. Blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Fucking and, horrible. And I want to thank all those people. You guys kicked ass. Oh, you, oh God. I, this is something personal. I know it. I know you're... I know you're no, man. I love this fucking album. I'm sorry, man. I dig it. And I still listen to it now with uh, two songs that I don't like at all and two songs I'm kind of on the fence of. But the rest, I really do love. You know, but, you know, I mean, hey, you know, different story. Hey, after all, you think uh, Rolling Stones is more rock and roll than ACDC, so... See how, you know, we have different personas, different... See, I, I, consider, I consider ACDC a hard rock band. I'm saying straight up rock and roll. The Rolling Stones are the best rock and roll band. They're a good band. I do I, I, I do like the Rolling Stones, and I'm more of an Exile on Main Street type fan of, uh, than uh, Sticky Fingers. Oh, well, anything from the Mick Taylor I, I think Exiles is their peak. But, you know, that's just me. But um, any uh, again, uh, my only closing statement to Chinese democracy for the third time, I'll say it. Damn well worth the wait because I am not the biggest like you know chomping at the bit Guns N' Roses fan. So it was a pleasant surprise. Didn't run out and buy it. Heard it on my own convenience and ended up saying, "Hey man, this is actually pretty damn good." That's my closing statement on Chinese democracy. Uh, you ready to go into the pick of the week? Yeah, uh, I, I just want to say. Fuck Axl Rose and his fucking redheaded fucking asshole. Fuck him. This is a fucking abortion. And I hope Guns N' Roses never gets back together because he doesn't deserve to be back together with fucking those good musicians. But enough about that. Let's go into pick of the week. Yes. My pick of the week. God damn it. I want to hear this shit so bad right now just to get this fucking bad taste out of my mouth. Is the 1990s Slayer classic Seasons in the Abyss. Oh. Love, love this fucking album. I think this album mix mixes different eras of uh, Slayer. Uh, you know, you got the fastness of uh, Rain and Blood, and you also got the slower, groovier parts of South of Heaven. And I think everything comes together great here. I, I think it's an absolute classic. While I love all Slayer, there's not one Slayer album I don't love. But I think this is the last, like, classic. I hope they prove me wrong. I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but as of right now, I think this is the last classic. Dead Skin Mask, War Ensemble, Expandable Youth, Skeletons of Society. Born of Fire! Born of Fire, Hollow Point. I mean, there's so many. The classic fucking title track is, is just amazing. Uh, I'm a huge, huge Slayer fan. Uh... They, they're. I, I would have to say they're my favorite of the big four. Um, love it. I'm, I'm anticipating the new album. I'm a little. I, I wish they would give Gary Holt more say in the writing, but I don't think that's going to happen. 
But uh, I love Slayer. I will always support Slayer. Any chance I get to see Slayer, I will go see Slayer. And it, even if you're not a Slayer fan, I give Season of the Abyss a chance because I think it, it's very accessible. You know, there might there's certain parts of Slayer might turn certain people off, but this has a great mix of everything that makes them great. Yeah, I can see people that don't like Slayer would probably like Skeletons of Society or Expendable Youth. So I, you don't like those songs? No, I'm. I love those songs. Oh, okay, okay. That those are okay. a little more accessible right, than your right. fa- hundred mile an hour type song. Right. No. 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 I, I. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it's a great fucking album. Uh, the last one that was greatly produced by Rick Rubin, even though there's still, you know, debate on how much he was involved. But uh, I absolutely love it. Slayer season they best check it out. What you got, Ralph? Well, I gotta say that I, I too love that album. Uh, I'm not a big Slayer fan anymore. To tell you the truth, I think they should break up. I think it's a it's a it's a farce. Um, I'm really not into Slayer anymore. Of as far as like World Painted Blood, Christ Illusion, uh, God hates us all. Uh, what is Diablos and Moose? I mean, it's just all like. I don't know, man. It just doesn't stack up. For me, it's Show No Mercy. My favorite Slayer is The Metal Years. And I would agree with you. I, I love, I, Metal I love Blade Years. The Metal Blade Years. Yeah. Uh, is my favorite. Uh, Show No Mercy. My favorite Slayer song is Cryonics. And you can't tell me, like, other songs, Slayer songs, sound like that song. But you can't deny Haunting the Chapel or, or Hell Awaits or fucking The Mighty Rain and Blood. Show No Mercy, I mean, uh, South of Heaven was a little different, but I liked it. And Seasons was a little bit of Rain and Blood meets South of Heaven. You know, exactly. It, but it was great. It, it is a great album. But for me, right there, I mean, I know a lot of people liked, um, oh, what was the album after that one? Divine Intervention. Divine Intervention. I, I didn't like it. I just felt like the drums, like Matt Sorum on Use Your Illusion. It was too perfect. I love what's his face in Forbidden, that dr- uh, boss boss stuff. Yeah, I, I love the Forbidden stuff, but Forbidden was more precise music. Slayer had this like organic groove where you had that precise drumming, and I know my opinion is not popular because I know a lot of people love that album. But to me, man, it's all about Lombardo, man. That fucking feel, the looseness of them, kind of like Bill Ward and Sabbath. Once you take that away, it becomes a little too sterile for me. So for me, it's really about the Metal Blade years, but then I also go into Mach 2. What I consider Mach 2 was the Def Jam years. And uh, I love that stuff too. It was just up to seasons, everything after that. I'll still go see Slayer. I still think they're a good live band. But let it go, man. I mean, Hanneman passed away. He got rid of Lombardo. You know, how many times do we have to hear Kerry King do the damn same damn solo? <clears throat> and no offense, but Tom Araya's voice ain't what it used to be. So, I guess, you know, Slayer's okay. If Slayer comes, yeah, I'll go see him. But to tell you the truth, if they break up tomorrow, I wouldn't care. All right, so that leaves me with my pick of the week. And this is the first, actually, ever on the podcast that we do in this. My pick of the week, my pick of the week, it's the episode we just had. Guns N' Roses, Chinese Democracy is my pick of the oh. week. I love that album. It's a great album. I, I highly, everybody that hasn't heard that album, I hope you didn't listen to this episode. You just fast forward all the way to the pick of the week. 
or you are a fan of me and not Ian, and you go check it out because it is a great album, Chinese Democracy. What do you think, Ian? I hope this is like that fucking episode of Dallas that was, or that whole season that was just a dream. <coughs> yeah. Fuck. Fucking, oh God. Yeah, gonna... I, I, I love you to death, Ralph. But uh, man, I, I I really can't believe this is anything other than a personal attack. I can't not believe that is your opinion, but. Whatever, let's go into Fan of the Week. And uh, Fan of the Week, and I think I might have picked this guy before, but I got to bring him up again, uh, Bill Wang. Bill Wang was an excellent, excellent co-host last week. Damn right. I give him five and, out of uh, five chopsticks. <laughs> that's right. Uh, oh, my God. I actually, I talked to his parents after we did the podcast. It was funnier than fucking shit. His dad gave Wadzilla a shout-out, and I about fucking pissed myself. It was so much fun. Uh, Bill is a great guy, and Bill also did a lot to promote this podcast during the week, and we've had incredible numbers. We always do really big on our Kiss-related episodes, but Bill went above and beyond to promote it, and it's really helped, because not only were our numbers for that show incredible, but we also gained a shitload of new fans that downloaded the past episodes. So, Bill Wing, you are the fan of the week. I also want to give a shout-out to a fan I hope I get to meet in real life. And I know this isn't his real name, but he goes by Justin Ace Six. And this is my brother from Baton Rouge. And God damn it, if you're in fucking, you know, Louisiana and you're not in New Orleans, you better be in Baton Rouge because that's the only fucking other city worth a shit. Uh... But a real cool dude, uh, you know, he's on all the same web pages on Facebook we are, and uh, he's just a true lover of rock and roll. I believe he's a young fan, uh, but man, he's uh, he's got some great taste and puts a lot of shit on all of our sites, and it's always entertaining. It's always good videos and good taste. So Justin A6, you and Bill Wang are fans of the week. Right on, man. Right on, Justin and Bill. Thanks for the support. Really do appreciate it. And, uh, all right, so we're about to sign off here. But, hey, Ian. Yes, sir. Got something interesting to tell you what happened to me last night around 3 in the morning. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, I got a message on Facebook from uh, the person that used to do the show with us. Yes, that's right, Terrence. Who's that? Terrence. Oh, that guy? Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah. You he's know, still I, around? Yeah, the guy that thinks he's a rock star and stuff. Uh, all-around okay. musician, whatever whatever the hell he thinks of himself. Uh, for the third time, he sent me an apology because, as we all know... The Rock Spooge? Yeah, the Rock Spooge. He sent me an apology yesterday, long one, but I gotta say, I don't know how you can apologize to somebody and also say in the same message, he's willing to give me another chance. Is this guy disillusioned or what? All right, that's that's that's, that's, that's as far as I'll go with what he said. He also said for me not to mention him anymore. Well, tough shit. I will say this, and and I love that he did this. He he tacked on an MP3 of uh, something that we said off the show that he had on audio, and it was from the episode where you fired him, Ian. That you were really drunk. And uh, which one? 
the one where you fired him. Uh, the one that Iron Maiden oh, one. Uh, oh, uh, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, okay. No prayer for... And he actually sent me this MP3 to show me how I still wanted him on the show, which perplexed me because I never denied it. You know, I always said to him, dude, I've defended you. I wanted you on the phone, on, on the show. You kept fucking up. You apologized to me like three, four times. So I, and then you insulted me on your show. And therefore, that's it. No more chances for you. But he still sent me this MP3 of me asking him to be part of the show. And it is the funniest thing ever. Listening to this, because Ian, you were so drunk. You were so no. you were so drunk after this show. And, and he ends up quitting the show. And, and you're just laughing your ass off. And you're telling him to wear... Well, I, I don't want to give it away. I want to end the show with this MP3 he sent me. And right, well, uh, well, hold, hold, hold on. Before, before we end the show, I want to make a couple of mentions. All right. I want to remind our listeners about the contest we have going to the end of January. Go on to iTunes, log in, and whoever gives the best review, the most creative review, you could guest on our show the same way Bill Wang did last week. And that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with Bill. And we'd like to have a lot of fun with some more other uh, with other fans because that was it's all about you guys just as much as it is us. So, you know, get on iTunes to do that. Check us out on podbean.com. Go on Podcast Attic. Hit subscribe. Get every episode. Go on the Facebook page. We post stuff daily on the Facebook page. Also, Ralph does an amazing, amazing job on the YouTube page. Uh, it, it, it's the same podcast, but with videos and all kinds of great visual shit going on in the background. So, come back in, check out the other links on our Podbean page to Ralph's amazing bands, Combat and Thrasher Die. And uh, we thank you for listening each week. And right now, I think Ralph has something very special to take us out of this show. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, uh, after Terrence's apology, and I do want to say, you know, Terrence, look, you know, uh, you did insult me, and I feel like, you know, every episode of that lame knockoff show you had, you always mentioned me and Ian, and now he does have another show where he says, he doesn't mention us, I wouldn't know because I would never listen to it. But uh, at the same time, you know, man, I feel like it it's only fair that I talk about you because by you telling me not to talk about you anymore is insulting to me and it even insults me more when you say uh you know you're willing to give me another chance. I never fucked up for you to give me another chance, buddy. Okay? And uh I will say that yeah, in time Terrence, relax, buddy. We're going to stop talking about you because, after all, we really don't care. You just, you're just you just too fresh in our memory. But you're going to become a distant... You're going to hate it when we don't talk about you anymore. So enjoy it for now, okay? I think even the next episode, I'm done talking about you. But anyway, as an ode to Terrence, this was the very last appearance of Terrence, even after the show was over. This is what was recorded that Terrence saved and sent to me. And I find it extremely funny because of uh, Ian's inebriation. Check this out, and we'll see you next time. All right. 
what a crazy <laughs> fucked up show that was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wow. Uh, Ian, you're gonna have to send me your copy because Josh was breaking up a lot. Right, right. When I was when he was talking, it was like very choppy. So I'm no. gonna need your I'm gonna need your copy. No, I, I I have a whole I have a whole uh copy where it's just you, me, and Josh, and and Terrence is edited out. Come so on, rehire me. Wow. That... Rehire me. <laughs> Do you really hate me, Ian? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm... all right, Terrence, Terrence, very, very important, and Ian too. We okay. all have to study the new ace really good. Because yeah. that's going to be our next episode, and if we can do it Saturday and have it up by Sunday, it would be awesome. Because yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Well, he, here's the thing. I've I've talked to a lot of people that that love the the Ace album, but Terrence, you're gonna yeah. have to wear you're gonna have to wear a wig What's because more? they want to hear reviews by guys with hair. Hey, it's not <laughs> my fault. My hair thinned out in 2002. No. What the hell am I supposed to do? No, no, I know, I know, but you gotta get a wig. I can't <laughs> afford it. I'm broke. I I know money on a hold. I know, but you gotta put your dad in a chokehold, like uh, you know. You gotta do something. <laughs> boy, he is drunk as fuck now, boy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put him in a recon chokehold. Hey. And- <laughs> yeah. That's one of the reasons why I'm toying with. That's one of the reasons why I'm toying with departing this podcast. Whoa. Oh wait, oh. wait, wait, wait! What? What? What was that? You are you good? start? Are you starting yeah. another podcast? I might do a. I might uh, go solo and uh, continue with my Pink Floyd Central with the way oh. you're acting. Ian. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, maybe we should maybe we should stop right here, man. It's getting it's getting a little it's getting a little nasty. Um, uh, everybody, uh, take a deep breath and let's see what we can work out on this thing here. You know, yeah. I, I'm mutual. You know, I'm, I'm I don't want to take sides on anything here. Um, I, I'm just, I, 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 I like I, both equally. I am a weekend warrior sometimes. Sorry. Just All right, my temper my temper sometimes gets a little I tend to be hot headed. I, I apologize. Alright man, no problem. Alright guys, I'm gonna go downstairs. I gotta bring up my merch from last night's show. So uh, uh study the new ace, okay? I will indeed. All right. All right, Ian. Hello. Hey Ian. <laughs> no, no, it's a goodbye now, not hello. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. All right, man. Goodbye. All right, bye.